Welcome to Lifelines. This is John Augustine. Return with us now to a time when bright and ambitious students studied vocabulary lists to enhance their erudition. There's two examples right there. Such a list might also include the words temperamental, omnivorous, ferocious, and polymath. These words emerged in the 17th century and are still useful in educated conversation. Remarkably, all the words I've just mentioned were brought into the language by one remarkable man, Sir Thomas Brown. Brown was a medical doctor, one of the best educated doctors of his era, having studied in France, Italy, and Holland. He might have been expected to return to a profitable practice in London, but he settled instead in Norfolk, a much quieter place, for the rest of his life, where his patients loved him. He amassed a library of over 2,000 books, a stupendous collection for a small-town doctor at that time. But he was always cautious about relying on published authorities and preferred to investigate. In other words, he was a scientist in the first great century of scientific inquiry. While he performed occasional experiments, he is not remembered for any noteworthy scientific breakthrough. But he was a brilliant and enthusiastic observer, poking his nose into all sorts of things. The perfect Renaissance man, who happened to live during the English Renaissance with such contemporaries as Shakespeare and Isaac Newton. There is a famous blot on his career. Modern politicians complain that they are the victim of witch hunts. But in Brown's day, witch hunters hunted witches, a custom that was exported to Massachusetts about this time. Two widows in Brown's neighborhood were arrested for bewitching children, and Brown was called in for his respected opinion on practically everything. While he supported no accusation against the women on trial, he did testify that witches likely existed. He was probably proceeding from his faith. He was a devout Christian, and the recently published King James Bible referred to witches and witchcraft eight times. That was sufficient for the court and they hung the two old ladies. Brown is remembered as a writer, one of the prose masters in British literature. His first book is the most fun, a catalog of popular beliefs in his day that were widespread and false. Not all of these required a genius to disprove them. Assertions that there were no spiders in Ireland, that moles had no eyes, badgers had lopsided legs, and a dead kingfisher makes an excellent weather vane. Brown looked into all of these, building the weather vane, and in his travels, noting the Irish spiders. It is always astonishing what people are willing to believe. But these are not the kind of scientific discovery that gets you ranked with Isaac Newton. Brown's claim to fame is otherwise. He was a graceful, humorous, eloquent writer, and many people still enjoy his books, though English prose has changed considerably in the last 400 years. Fortunately, his books reward dipping into from time to time, and the antique style can be charming. And he's certainly worth remembering as a wordsmith. It's hard to tell when a new word arises, just who is responsible. But scholars have poured over thousands of old books, and Brown appears to be the first person to use certain words in print. And that gives him historic priority. Consider two of his more popular contributions— medicine, and electricity. We're way before Tesla and Edison. Brown was observing static electricity, but there's no earlier record of that word. And how nice of a doctor to come up with the word medicine. And his list goes on. 
insecurity, hallucination, ferocious, carnivorous, biped, exhaustion, invigorate, locomotion, compensate, amphibious, and many others. How could one person contribute so much to our word stock? How did we ever talk about these things before Dr. Brown showed up? As his biographer puts it, I feel strongly that Brown is a sympathetic subject. I love the way his mind works, and I love his writing. Well, consider his advice to his son, who keeps a pet ostrich in London. I believe you must be careful of your ostrich, this extreme cold weather, lest it perish by it being bred in so hot a country, and perhaps not seen snows before, or very seldom. You can hear the cautious scientist in that, perhaps. And that biographer is Hugh Aldersley Williams. Couldn't be more British than that. In his book, In Search of Thomas Brown. This program has been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.